Well, our names are Teresa and Gumby. Welcome to Escaping Society. We wrote our own song so we wouldn't have to pay for anyone else's copyright infringement. And we live in a van and we eat from the trash. Making this podcast open for cash. You better listen up because we probably won't last. Because we can't compete with nonsense. Hypnotizing nonsense. episode 84 uh my week um i'm at a rest stop between oxford and butner uh north carolina off uh interstate 85 interstate 85 yeah it's seven o'clock in the morning 7 a.m sun's just coming up and uh i'm still by my lonesome so this is our last episode of the season, season seven, and I figured I'd try something that's uh, been on our list of ideas that seemed like maybe something I could handle by myself, which is a, uh, a week in the life of a hobo. So I'm going to make little uh, entries, I don't know, little uh, audio uh, journals um, every day this week, and let's just see where this goes, how it comes together. Uh, like I said, we're at a rest stop right now, me and Sherlock, and there was frozen precipitation last night, so I heard that tip-tapping on the, the roof. Um, really cold night. Had to, to pee about three in the morning, so what I try to do is park in a place where I can get away with it, and, uh, I open the door, and of course there's a couple people parked there anyway, um, there's always that spot you miss, but it's three in the morning, so I figure they're probably not too active and paying attention. Uh, leaned out the door and I pissed, and then Sherlock had to go, and he gets obnoxious sometimes. He doesn't always need to piss, but this time he did. He goes out and pisses, and luckily he listens well enough that I don't have to get all dressed and everything in the middle of the night to uh, accompany him. Um, so he goes, he pisses, I call him back start going back to sleep and then he starts moving around again and keeps uh looking around and getting up uh, that usually means he's got to use the bathroom so i open the door again and he starts heading right for the the road at the the rest stop so i yell at him and he turns around and then takes off like running all the way i don't know where the hell he went like out of sight but he's got this weird uh this weird thing about taking a shit where he's kind of shy about it or something so he'll like have to go find that one spot i've seen him do this before he'll run like find some place near this one special tree to take a dump and uh for the most part i just pretty much just kind of wait and wait for him to wander on back when he gets close i'll whistle for him to come in the van so that was last night um it's valentine's day which of course, always in a way kind of sucks to be by yourself. And I say in a way kind of sucks because, you know, Valentine's Day is just such an arbitrary hallmark holiday on the one hand. Who gives a shit? 
on the other hand, it's kind of hard not to uh, let the brainwashing at least get to you a little bit where you have that little feeling like, oh, I'm supposed to be with somebody, it's Valentine's Day, or if you are with somebody, oh, we're supposed to do something special, it's Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, no matter what we think on that one level about these holidays or other things, it's hard to uh, completely escape the programming. So yeah, cold, Valentine's Day. Um, I am so fucking sick of wet and cold. It's been cold and rainy, and uh, one of the reasons I moved into a van was to be out in the elements more. You know, I wanted to um, to have my life more tied in in a very real, direct way to the seasons, um, nature. You know, just to like be a little closer to it, to remove one of those layers, those walls that separate me from it. Like when you live in a house, you know, of course you can open your windows and everything, but it's still, I don't know, it's still a little uh, more, um, what want I say, uh, removed from it. And definitely like being in a van like for instance the time the the length of the days is something that's been hugely uh i've never felt how different uh, the short days of winter are from the long days of summer um i just kind of knew it you know and sort of like had a general sense of it but wow it's it's unmistakable it's dramatic being in a van living like this um but yeah when the weather's like this towards the end of uh the winter, this is when I think, like, in the future, I should probably be in, in Florida or someplace like that, because this sucks, um, yeah, not looking forward to today, getting up, you know, no optimism, gray, dreary, uh, unless the sun comes out, probably just hunkering down in the van again, which is what I did yesterday, um, which wasn't so bad as far as the day of hunkering down in the van, um, frozen precipitation was, was falling for most of the day. It was pretty, you know, seeing all the pines and the branches get laminated with ice. Um, I was just kind of in a parking lot, went through cookout. Everybody decided in that kind of weather, for some reason, they needed to go get fast food. So the lines were all the way into the road. Uh, but I went through cookout and got a few quesadillas and, um, just kind of passed the day reading, listening to podcasts. Uh, yeah, not so bad as far as a day like that goes. You got to think of it more in terms of like uh, backpacking, you know. When you're backpacking, you kind of hunker down on a day like that sometimes, and sometimes you're just in your tent being bored. Um, so yeah, it's a little more like that than what I used to think of was more, uh, you know, being in a house where you kind of binge watch movies all day because I'm gonna run out of battery on the computer i can only watch about two hours worth of something a day before i got to charge computer again um and right now i cranked up the van which i often do on a cold morning um and now the van's warm enough i'm turning on the heat so here we go this is a little treat in the morning and i used to not indulge in this because i try to be really conservative you know if i can tough something out i'll often tough something out but the battery started dying in the van, and I started being surprised at uh, how quickly the, the battery would die if I didn't crank up the van. So it gave me an excuse to like, well, you know, if apparently it's good for the van, 
And uh, it's kind of nice in the morning to crank up the van and get it nice and warm and toasty. Um, definitely missing Teresa. This is so much more fun to do with somebody. As I was saying in my last episode. Oh, that's something else that I just did today. This is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. I released Y'all, which is my first episode ever by myself. Um... And as I mentioned in that episode, being by yourself, it's a little more uh, monastic. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot more reflective, which, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to having Teresa back with me. And it, it's more fun. It's more uh, lively. I don't know. Fulfilling. Yeah, to have that sense of tribe. But there are, I, I see why even when you had a tribe, you go and do things by yourself you know, there is something of that little, like, uh, vision quest, that moment of reflection, that time to be by yourself and, uh, to listen more. So there's kind of that feeling, but anyway, um, the impeachment's going on, watching that. Trump apparently got, uh, what was it? Acquitted, which we all knew he was, political theater, um, bunch of bullshit. And I now, at this point in the morning, after the van warms up and, you know, we take it easy. If I wasn't doing this uh, little journal excerpt right now, I'd have my music going. And that's how I do most mornings on a cold morning, you know. Just listen to some random music and have the van heating up and it's uh, pretty nice. And then I gotta start thinking about coffee, and it's been such fucking rough weather, I think I might treat myself to Bojangles, head on down the road a little bit. Uh, Bojangles is like my favorite restaurant, and I indulge in it too much. Um, Bojangles is probably what's gonna make me go broke. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to the that, and pretty much probably having another day, like, uh, yesterday, unless the sun comes out, but being in the van, pretty boring, um, yeah, and let's see, is there anything else, hmm, well, I mean, you know, everybody's still making a big deal out of COVID, and I'm still not seeing a whole lot, at least not here. I see people wearing masks and everything, and you hear, it's kind of weird how, like, you know, there's something that's affecting us so strongly, this pandemic, you know, it shut down everything. Every life in America, in the world, basically, is being affected by this this reaction to a pandemic. And yet, in still so many places, it's rare enough that people are still even questioning if it exists. Um... Personally, I don't question if it exists. I believe, you know, there is a virus and people are getting sick. But how odd is it that the reaction is so strong to something that people still have to wonder if it's happening? And, uh, you know, I I see a lot of fucking intellectual arrogance and hate towards these people. Like, ah, boy, they're stupid. You know, I've been listening to this podcast, Government Secrets, which I do like with Lee Camp. But even they, you know, they're talking about people not believing in the virus and kind of talking about how stupid they are. But I get it, man. I'm fucking driving around. I'm 
meeting people and everything, and I don't see it. I don't, I haven't experienced it, and, uh, you know, God willing, I won't, but people are still, you know, they get sick, they get a cold, they get a flu, and it's just, I don't know, it's a, it's a whole, <laughs> I don't want to get a whole lot into that, because that's just a whole rabbit down the whole clusterfuck, but, yeah, that's something on my mind. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it for now. So I'll talk to y'all tomorrow, uh, two hours later. I'm going to do these a little two hour different segment. So this was 7 a.m. Tomorrow's going to be 9 a.m. We'll see what I'm doing at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Hopefully this will motivate me to do something more exciting so I'm not just uh, hemming and hawing all fucking week. Bye-bye. Well, it is uh, Monday, um, about to be 9 a.m., and uh, let's see, boy, yesterday morning was a biatch. Um, as I said in my last entry, I was at that rest stop and uh, took Sherlock on a little, like, cold, rainy, nasty, I mean, really cold walk, and I uh, got him back in the van, and he's scrounging shit, you know, every time I turn around, he's found something else to eat, which... Um, for the most part, I'm cool with, but every now and then he'll get something that like makes him puke. So it's really rare he'll puke in the van, but, uh, the few times he has, and I mean like maybe a couple, it's left an impression. So when I see him, uh, scrounging, you know, I yell at him and it kind of puts me in a bad mood when he's doing it. Like just one scrounging thing after the other. Although of course he's just being a dog. So had that going on, got him in the van, had to rush to the bathroom, forgot to take his leash. Um, I kind of wear it around my neck because he doesn't need it most of the time, just in case we encounter another dog. And, uh, you know, I got to sit down on the toilet and put the leash on the hook on the back of the door along with my coat. When I get done, I put on my coat and forget his leash. So that leash had his collar and his tags. And I don't know, it's just been a really good leash. It's been with him for a long time. So by the time I figured out I didn't have it, I was well past that rest stop and just thinking like, eh, I'm not even going to turn around. I mean, it's a rest stop and, you know, that's like a, a really small rest stop. So people have probably used that bathroom and they clean them all the time now since uh, the pandemic. So it's probably in the trash. And if anybody really, uh, you know, is kind hearted and sees that tag, it's got my email address so they could contact me and maybe they could mail it to me or something. But yeah, so long leash. So I go to Bojangles, eat my breakfast, and uh, start in the rain. Cold, 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 and nasty. So, I want an opportunity to feed Sherlock, get him out of the van, shake out the bedding, you know, just do kind of the minimal you do on a day like that to try to make the van a little a little cleaner, a little more livable. So, I'm, I'm looking around and thinking, how can I get this van under a roof of some sort? Now, here's some things I've learned. Um... Two things to look for. One is a gas station. Just pull up to the pumps and, you know, even if you're not getting gas, if you're not going to be there long, long enough to feed a dog and check out your bedding, um, I've yet to run into trouble doing that. So that's a little roof you can get under. And another is a car wash port. So I saw a car wash port, drove over there, <clears throat> and I decided to use a little break in the rain. You know, it's just sprinkling barely to take Sherlock on a walk. Stupidly did not take the time to get into my uh, regular shoes and wore my flip-flops and socks. I don't know what the hell I was not thinking. So my feet are getting cold and wet and getting grumbly about that. And, you know, I figure I better try to give Sherlock some extra exercise because of all the being cooped up in the van. So I find a stick and I'm throwing that for him. And 
Um, Sherlock does this thing that ticks me off. I guess everything's kind of ticking me off right now. <clears throat> but he'll take the stick I throw him, and then he, like, snaps it in half and breaks it. And I'm like, how the f- oh, I can't fucking throw the thing if you destroy it. And, uh, yeah, we, we've just had that, that uh, disagreement his whole life, uh, over 10 years now. He, uh, he does not, has not understand you can't eat your cake and have it, too. So I'm grumbling at him about that, and I figure, you know, the pavement's looking kind of slick and rough. And sometimes his paws get sensitive and he'll get bloody. He'll uh, mess himself up chasing stuff on pavement. So I'm throwing it in the grass. Grass, it looks fairly safe comparatively, but he's getting muddy as hell. So I'm like, shit. So then I throw it in this big empty parking lot. It's Sunday. And uh, he's sliding on the pavement trying to get the stick. And now his feet are bloody. So he's muddy and bloody. <sighs> and I'm thinking I got to get him back in the van. So I go over to a, uh, a puddle, you know, to try to like rinse off his feet a little bit. Some junkie left their uh, hypodermic needle laying there. So he almost steps on that. Luckily does not. But the puddle somehow gets him even muddier. It doesn't clean him off at all. Um... So yeah, all that's going on, and I had just washed his blanket, which is, uh, you know, gets really stinky, as you might imagine, covered with dog fur, uh, over 10-year-old dog. I just washed his blanket at a friend's house the day before, so this nice clean blanket, there it goes, Sherlock's on it, and trashed. So that was my morning, but I gotta say, um, for the rest of the day, I didn't have too many complaints, I just kind of... I found a community college nearby that had a sign that said, drive up free internet. And I figured, well, you know, that looks like an invitation and I don't think I'll get run off from there. And if a cop shows up, I'll just say, look, there's a sign, you know, if I got to leave, I got to leave. But this is why I thought it was okay. So I sat there and uh, let the van heat up, you know, got it nice and cozy in here. Found even found a couple plugs to charge devices. That's one of the things you keep an eye out for the way we're doing it anyways. We've got these chargers and the iPad and... You know, I got the laptop I want to plug up and charge up so I can watch. Uh, I've been watching the show The Americans. Um, and if you haven't seen it, uh, I think it's really good. It sucked me in, definitely. So I've been watching my way through that. We got, uh, Teresa got the last seasons from the library. Um, so yeah, just sitting there, drinking my beer, reading this book I'm reading, Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan, which I highly recommend that book. There's a lot of stuff there. I had not encountered before that challenges my views and might challenge your views on what normal sexuality is. It's even challenged some of my views on homosexuality. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, Long live the bonobo. So, yeah, sitting there drinking beer, reading, listening to podcasts, the propaganda report, which uh, I've come to really like, um, even though they talk so goddamn fast. Maybe that's just the, the southerner in me. But, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, slow down, take a breath. Say y'all every now and then. Um, so yeah, pretty chill day. Uh, made my way here to Horton Grove, which is a place that we park often. It's got kind of a feel of public land. You know, if you've been out west and ever done some nomadic traveling, a lot of places out west, you can just pull over and like pretty much stay there for like a week if you want to. And, you know, set yourself up. And it's just Bureau of Land Management, I think. Uh, public land for anybody to use. Um, so out here in the east, we don't have that so much. We've got these land-hungry bastards that just, um, you get run off of places a lot quicker. And this is one of those rare gems, those treasures, that uh, we park here and it's out in the middle of nowhere. Nice gravel road here, beautiful trails. Um, 
So yeah, I love sleeping here. And Sherlock had another uncharacteristically restless night, so they kind of kept me awake. <clears throat> uh, let him out a couple times. Didn't seem to do much. He got back in. Um, but I slept in a little bit. And sleeping in for me is like anything after 7 o'clock is like really sleeping in for me. I'm an early-to-bed, early-to-rise kind of guy. Um, but that left us just enough time for me to do my usual morning thing where I crank up the van, put on some music, and just relax and let the heat in and... Uh, you know, once it gets nice and warm, cut off the van and just sit here and enjoy the heat for a little while. If I've made coffee the previous night and put it in our thermos, it's usually still hot by the morning and that's when I'll drink it. But I did not do that yesterday. Too damn much rain. And, uh, yeah, I had enough time to walk one of the trails out here. Now, when Teresa and I are here, this place, you know, this has been such a wet winter, so... I'll use one. Of, I'll, I'll walk one of the loops. That's an upland loop. It's not in the the lowland soggy parts. And Teresa will always say, "Well, I thought you said this was going to be the drier part." And I always tell her, "If this is this bad, then the other trails are worse. Trust me." So I decided to test my theory today, and uh, I took one of the other trails, Peaks Loop. You know, Teresa's probably going to listen to this at some point. She'll know what I'm talking about. Theory confirmed. It was wet as shit. I, I basically uh, cross-country skied in my shoes through the whole damn thing. Um, but the woods are beautiful. It's not raining at the moment. They're so uh, golden. All the beech leaves are, like, really standing out this morning. So they were gorgeous, and it's it's cold, but it's the kind of cold that feels sort of uh, humid and, uh, I don't know, kind of nice. It's not that chill-you-to-the-bone kind of cold. Um, so, yeah. That was my morning. Got back, and uh, now I'm on my way to Bojangles again for coffee and breakfast. And like I said yesterday, Bojangles is probably what's going to uh, break the bank for me. I always have this this debate with myself. Um, kind of the hobo philosophy of the way I've read it, and this makes sense to me. This is kind of my philosophy on some days. Is if you've got money, don't hoard it. It would take so much freaking money to truly give you security that for the little little eggs of money, the little treasures of money that uh, the average hobo is going to accumulate now and then, celebrate it. You're not going to fucking buy that new house or that, that sweet piece of land with a river running through it. Um, hell, get that, that beer that you really like. Get that breakfast you really like. And if you're lucky enough to live near a Bojangles restaurant, man, try out the Cajun chicken biscuit breakfast. Add egg, cheese, lettuce, tomato, pimento cheese with a side of bow rounds and a coffee. The coffee tastes kind of burnt, but it's all right. Man, that is one of the uh, simple joys of life. Bojay. So, yeah, I'm probably going to do that this morning. Um, and the, the, the debate I have with myself is, on the other hand, I kind of don't want to spend money because I really admire the freaking lifestyle, you know, learning how to do shit without spending any money. So sometimes I'll do that for quite a while and really embrace that. And it's not a hardship, but yeah, this winter, it just feels, uh, really long. I've been struggling a lot. So I'm kind of, I think I'm reaching for the comforts more than usual. I'm not really, there are times to push yourself and there are times to recognize like you might've overextended yourself. And if you don't, uh, pull back a little bit, you might break. And I'm kind of in that second category right now. Um, but with that said, I do feel more optimistic today than I did yesterday. I feel Something's in the air. Uh, the forecast doesn't say sun's coming today. It says more rain later, but I don't know. I can feel something coming. 
sunshine tomorrow, maybe spring around the corner. Something feels a little more hopeful today. And uh, I guess that's my uh, 10 minutes for today. I actually had more to say. Um, I was struggling to think of things to say yesterday, but that's it for me. And I will uh, report back tomorrow. Um, And let's see what today goes. It's probably going to be another day of nesting in, you know, getting out of the rain. Um, I didn't bathe yesterday, so uh, my body odor is demanding some attention today. So there's a pretty sweet bathroom I go to that's uh, heated and you can lock it. And it's a one person bathroom at a park. Um, Always a treasure when you're homeless. So probably heading in there uh, sometime today. But talk to you tomorrow. All right, this is Tuesday at 11 a.m. Um, yeah, it ended up being another cold, uh, rainy washout yesterday. So hunkered down in the van again, um, listening to podcasts, the propaganda report, um, some of which I agree with, some of which I don't. Reading my book, um, Sex at Dawn, and uh, highlight of the day was watching the season finale of The Americans. So, yeah, it's occurring to me that, uh, man, I just randomly picked a week, you know, like, um, to do journals of van life. And I don't think I could have picked a lamer fucking week. Um, looking at the forecast, it looks like I'm pretty much going to be boxed in most of this week. Uh, this is the first day in many days that I see any sunlight. And it's not a lot of it. It's scattered with clouds and with the sun comes the wind and the wind is chilly so it's pretty mild right when the sun was first starting to come out now it's kind of gotten chilly but thank god for sun thank god for something other than rain so what am i going to do with this day well i'm going to try to get out and walk a little bit there's always uh you know you're looking for plugs you're looking for a place to bathe so i'm going to go over to a, a neighboring parking lot and since the sun's out and in the woods the wind doesn't get you as much generally, depending on where in the woods you are. You know, uh, I get to wash my hairy balls in the in the creek, which is kind of a treat. It's it's cold, but there's something uh, revitalizing about being in contact with that wild water. Sometimes people are really nice and offer us showers, and when the weather's ugly, we are very grateful for those occasional showers. I'm actually more surprised at how many people don't offer showers. You know, if I saw somebody that was like, I had a friend out there that, you know, I knew was living in their van and wanted a shower, I'd just like, hell yeah, what's it to me? Come get a shower. But actually, a lot of people aren't like that, especially this pandemic. This pandemic is really um, exaggerating all the things that we really didn't need exaggerated in our culture. Um, All the kind of looking out for your own type of of thinking, very non-tribal. But yeah. Being able to bathe in the wild water, I know that's going to uplift my spirits. There's something really healing about water, like the whole baptism ritual. You know, I get it. Um, and, you know, with all this rain and isolation, of course, I'm missing Teresa. You know, that's another thing. Even if it was a week of just solid rain like it's going to be, and they're apparently calling for more frozen precipitation in a couple of days. God damn it. So, Even being boxed in the van, if Teresa was here, it would be a lot more pleasant. We kind of have found ways to, even with no physical space, to take some psychic space. So sometimes we'll read our own books and, you know, do our own thing a little bit, even though we're right next to each other. And it's really nice to feel that presence of that, that person right next to you. But 
I feel like I'd have more to talk about because we're bouncing ideas off of each other and the information we're receiving is sort of doubled because Teresa's going to talk about what she runs into. I'm going to talk about what I run into. But it feels very strange to just have my own ideas bouncing around unchallenged, um, moderately shared, you know, because I can still send messages. I can still make those white-hot Facebook memes, but it sure isn't the same as sharing your life uh, physically with somebody. There is no substitute for that. And... I was thinking about depression this morning as I was walking and and realizing, like, yeah, I feel like I'm under a cloud right now. Um, Definitely depressed. But how different that feels. You know, when I tuned into that that depression, and again, I can't encourage anybody who's not already doing it enough to have some kind of samadhi practice, some kind of sitting down and being quiet and just checking in with yourself, really practicing mindfulness. You think you know how you're feeling, and you think you know how you're sitting in your body and everything, but then when you really like make a concerted effort to explore that, you realize that we spend most of our lives, sometimes our whole lives, depending on who you are, just scratching the surface. And to really explore that depression and how it feels in my body, it feels familiar. It feels like the same stuff that when I was in my teens and 20s um, would threaten to crush me, would send me into a suicidal mindset. It just felt uh, so debilitating. And I realize that I carry it differently now, which I'm grateful for. I guess now that I'm in my mid-40s, I've survived enough bouts of depression that it doesn't feel like as big of a deal. And I know that things are going to change. There's going to be a day, you know, coming up, and (laughs) judging by that pessimistic forecast, maybe not soon enough, but it's coming, that it's just going to remind me of how glorious this universe is. How sunny, how magical. Things are going to be growing. Things are going to be vibrant green. The birds are going to be singing. And there's a little taste of it if I look for it today. But, you know, I'm I'm eager for that unmistakable, smack-you-in-the-face, rich, southern breeze, corn smell of spring that's going to move in. And I've learned to live for those things, to live for those little things that I know are coming. There's always something, something pleasant coming. In Buddhism, they talk about the worldly winds. There's eight of them, but two of them, they're all uh, dichotomous, you know, one as opposed to the other, which are opposites. But pain and pleasure are two of the worldly winds. So don't get stuck in the pain. Um, Sometimes pain is good for you. Sometimes pain is what helps you grow, and it's going to go away. And don't get trapped in the pleasure either. Don't chase pleasure. Sometimes pleasure is bad for you. Um, God, how many times have we sought pleasure only to increase it, only to have it you know, spin around and hurt us to, to get addicted to a person, only to have that person, you know, have to live their own life and to feel crushed worse than we did before, or to eat our favorite food to excess till we get a stomach ache. And now we feel a lot worse off before we ever set our teeth into that favorite food. So those worldly winds, you know, especially on this windy day, feel very significant and are on my mind. And I'm also thinking about weather. Weather is so much, this week in particular, dictating my life. When it's cloudy, when it's cold, when it's rainy, uh, living in this van, I'm in survival mode. I just kind of hunker down like I imagine a lot of the animals are doing. You find some place that's relatively dry, a little bit warmer, a place that's good enough, and you just nuzzle in there and don't do much else than you have to do. And wait for that day that it's just, you know, glorious. I look at Sherlock when it's a sunny day, and he just 
stretches out on the grass in the sunniest spot he can find. And, uh, yeah, that's the way I feel. Just find that sunny spot. I'm really grateful to be living a life that is so tied into the weather, even though it's challenging. If you live in a house, and I'm, I'm going to make a generalization here. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that are going to be like, well, I live in a house, and you're wrong about that. And I, uh, I'm making space for that. I recognize that. Speaking of the devil, there he is. Um, but yeah, just if you live in a house, you may think you're tuning into the weather. I even took a, a correspondence course one time that required me to make notes of the weather four times a day. You know, step outside, pay attention to wind direction, the quality of the sunlight, what kind of clouds, how many clouds, the phase of the moon, what time the sun's rising, what time the sun sets, the humidity, air pressure, um, all that stuff. And even living like that without living out in it, I wasn't tuned into the weather like I am now. And even on the challenging days, the challenging weeks, I'm really grateful for that because it feels real. I'm grateful for the the depression that comes with the clouds. It's almost like that permeable wall between what I call me and what I call out there exposes itself as permeable if I look for it. I can see how I could easily ignore it. I could just be like, oh, it's it's rainy, so I'm depressed. But my joy actually is sunlight. I don't know if I can say that in a way that makes sense. But when I feel that sunlight, it is joy. There's not just an analogy there. I can feel some direct link that I will probably never be able to intellectualize or verbalize, but I feel it. I feel the truth in it. And the same with some of those clouds. It's not that clouds are bad, but when my depression comes in, it feels like cold clouds. And sometimes there's winter snow clouds that feel like joy, that feel like comfort. Um, But yeah, that's part of what I was looking for out here is that direct connection to plug into something more basic, more ancient, more prevalent than all the electronic distractions of modern society. And, you know, look at me talking into an iPad. I was just on Facebook this morning. Um, I'm not free of those. I've just taken a step closer to it. And I can feel that it's a good step, even though every day doesn't necessarily feel good in itself. Uh, My patience has been thin. The weather's wearing on me. And this time of year... um, you know, I've, I've heard that some tribes talk about a bad wind that blows towards the end of winter, and I tuned into that before I even read that. It just kind of confirmed, like, wow, other people have noticed that, too, that right at the end of winter when spring's coming, mixed in with that optimism of spring being around the corner, it's almost like you, you do this mental cleansing of, like, all that depression that just kind of built up in you over the winter starts coming out, and I get into some dank, deep, dark funks. Um... I've been told that's part of what Groundhog Day is about. It's an ancient animistic ritual, and the shadow is uh, representative of the shadow in ourselves, you know. Um, I don't know the specifics off the top of my head, but I just thought that was a really interesting connection. Um, That shadow self that we, that kind of pervades us in the winter. Um, Wow, there's my 10 minutes already. But one more thing I wanted to add right before I uh, end this entry is I sent out my uh, invitations for uh, interviews, you know, tried to send it to some individuals as well as on our website. So hopefully I get some responses for that. Um, I don't want our podcast to be an interview podcast like it seems like most everybody else is doing. Um, I like kind of the way we're exploring topics 
even though sometimes we really botch them and, uh, you know, kind of get confused to what the hell we're doing. But uh, I definitely enjoy the speckling them with interviews. So hopefully I get some feedback on that. And I guess the next thing I'm going to do is see about how these devices are charging. Um, um, there's an outdoor plug right behind the van in this park I'm parked in right now. So they're charging up. Um, and think about moving into that over to that other parking lot where I can maybe air out our bedding, take advantage of this wind and sunshine for a change. And uh, like I said, wash my hairy balls. Because uh, if you don't know the joy of washing your hairy balls, um, may you find out one day. Bye. It's Wednesday, 1 p.m., uh, hump day. And the sun came out yesterday, and it was an epiphany. Um, God, it reminds me of, of what's so great about basically living outside as much as you can. Um, you go through those miserable days and then when the sun comes out, you know, and there's a string of sunny days, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty, but I start taking it for granted. It's, I don't know, there's something about uh, human nature, or at least the way we live, that it's hard not to. But then after a few miserable days where you feel it, you're boxed in, that cold is in your bones. And then the sun comes out, holy shit, it's fucking paradise. And that's the way yesterday felt. Um, like I said, I got to go down to the creek and wash up there, and... Uh, you know, we've talked about the Jenny dip. We call it the Jenny dip where uh, it's too damn cold to get in yet, you know, to dive all the way or at least for wimps like us. So um, we uh, dip our washcloths in and scrub our armpits and, you know, do kind of a, uh, a bird bath, but then squat down and really scrub our, uh, our genitalia in the creek, in the river. Um, but there's this reset that happens. You know, when I scrub my head with the washcloth, I start with my head. I'm still cold. And then I have to take my shirt off and I'm like, oh, it's cold. And, you know, I'm scrubbing up, scrubbing my armpits. But then when I have to squat down in that water and uh, scrub my crotch, it's, um, it's cold. But I get out and I'm reset. Suddenly for like about an hour after that, I don't need a jacket or anything. I'm just walking around like even on a really cold day. Like it's just wonderful. So, yeah, yesterday I set up in a pretty quiet parking lot and tied a string to my van and a tree and put out all the bedding and let it get wind and sunshine. And Sherlock just rolled around in the pine straw. And, oh, it was it was it was everything being a hobo should be. Um, had an appointment at the library, went and picked up a hot spot and a book. I got this book that I thought was by Linda Hogan, who is a... Uh, Native American writer, but apparently Hulk Hogan's wife is also named Linda Hogan and wrote a book. So I guess I'm going to learn about Hulk Hogan here in a little bit. Um, got the hotspot. The hotspot is like this free Wi-Fi from the library, and you can only get it out for two weeks. But the librarians in the North Branch up here where we go to is, have gotten to know us, and I think they're kind of hooking us up. They know that we're trying to like stagger our library card, uh, I don't know, reservations to get hotspots. So we have been able to keep a constant hotspot for at least three months now, which we, we didn't have any expectations of that. We just figured like, all right, I'm going to get a hotspot. So Teresa, you go ahead and order one and maybe yours will come in around that time. Um, but yeah, they hook us right up. I think, I think somebody's pulling some strings for us. There's one librarian in there, uh, especially that I think looks out for us, which is pretty sweet. So, yeah, I came out out here to the country to check on my mom. Um, and for the very first time, I got the van stuck. There's this trail that goes to this uh, patch of, of grass on the edge of this field that's not technically her land. Um, 
but it's the city of Durham's, but nobody really pays attention, so we park here all the time. Uh, great place to be when it's sunny. I didn't take into account all these days of rain. I just had a brain fart pulled in and got stuck, and uh, her boyfriend had to come out with his four-wheel truck and pop me out. And with a van, there's no good place to hook to to pull out the van when you get stuck in mud. So he had to hook to that little loop, that metal loop where that's part of the mechanism where the hatch uh, latches. So <laughs> my whole van was being pulled by this little metal loop meant to hold down the hatch door. Uh, and luckily it held. So thank God for that. So after that, I just parked beside the road. Um, and it was such a beautiful evening. The chorus frogs are singing. I'm going to shut up for a second. Maybe you can hear them now. I hope that picked up. That's one of my favorite sounds. And uh, yeah, right around when the winter's getting the longest and you need some hope, man, there's those chorus frogs. I love them. And what they're singing about right now, it's bright and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. But uh, they're telling me that some precipitation is coming, um, which is what the forecast says. So uh, thank you, chorus frogs. Late out there, mild evening, beautiful. I read some more of uh, Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan. Um Right now, uh, what I'm reading right now in Sex at Dawn, there's two things that jumped out at me. One, and I'd read this before, but it was really cool to be reminded. He was saying that according to these scientific studies, um, there has been one thing that consistently will make a lifespan longer. Like when they've done uh, experiments on animals even, if they do this one thing, animals will pretty consistently like double their lifespans works for humans too. And that's to cut down on caloric intake. In other words, to have times where you go hungry. And yeah, I don't know why it just hit me so strongly, but it's like, man, that is so beautiful. You know, that's, that's the hunter gatherer life. Isn't that one of the big fears of going out there that we're going to like go hungry, but that's part of what we're supposed to do now and then. It's the idea that we're never supposed to be hungry that keeps us trapped. It's not the reality. We would actually be healthier, feel better, be stronger if we just trusted, you know, berry season, eat like, you know, as much as you can, do stuff with it. Acorn season, get lucky fishing, get lucky trapping, get lucky hunting. But those little spells in between where you're not lucky, that's actually good for us. I love that. And the other thing that stood out is he was talking about penises and testicles. And it turns out that a gorilla has a one-inch penis. So uh, surprisingly, being hung like a gorilla is not a good thing. Um, yeah, and he was talking about penises and testicles in particular because he's talking about kind of the way we've evolved, how we were meant to live. And there's a pretty good argument that because humans, compared to other apes, have uh, pretty big penises and fairly large testicles, only surpassed apparently by chimpanzees and bonobos, our closest relatives. Um, I don't know. There's a whole rabbit hole lot to uh, describe there, but it indicates that we did not, we were not warlike people. Um, gorillas are twice the size of female gorillas, and they have very small penises. And all these things indicate a lifestyle where you have to fight other gorillas to uh, have the right to mate. And, uh, you know, that's just part of the, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting carried away in it. But yeah, a lot of evidence that uh, is really interesting that suggests that our uh, distant ancestors not only lived longer and were healthier, well, at least didn't live uh, shorter lives necessarily, but um, 
you know, weren't even a warlike people, didn't have to fight amongst themselves, that uh, we weren't possessive even over our mates. Um, it's really interesting. So yeah, I got up this morning and uh, this morning was kind of disappointing. It was frigid cold. So the evening had uh, made me optimistic. I was going to wake up to a warm, glorious morning, but nope, frigid cold, mostly cloudy. Um, had to haul my ass out and, you know, came down here through the mud, walked because I got to park my van up there. Um, and oh, how nice it is to get a fire going, man. I got a fire going. I made my coffee outside, which I did yesterday morning too. And that's just so nice. And, uh, you know, some of the food we're, we're carrying around in the van, I made myself some oatmeal, just some simple oatmeal and got a little pack of, you know, those little condiments you get from restaurants. So I had some strawberry jam. I had some, a couple packs of honey that I added to it. So good. Uh, sipping my coffee around that fire, just communing, uh, loving being outside, loving it, man. And then uh, I threw some sweet potatoes that we got from a guy that uh, gives us some work now and then, working at, uh, helping in his garden. He gave us a whole bunch of sweet potatoes, which we're, uh, I'm kind of getting to the bottom of them. Luckily, I've been eating them before they go bad, but I threw three in, wrapped in tinfoil. Uh, they cook pretty fast, faster than uh, regular potatoes. And so they're sitting around the fire ring right now until I want to reheat them and eat them, which I'll probably do right after I record this. Um, like I said, it's one o'clock now. I just got done going down to the creek. Uh, we call it the beach because it's got some sandy banks and there's a huge beach that fell there since we started going there, kind of redefined the whole area. Um, and it is one of my favorite spots on earth. It's the kind of spot that if I took you there, you'd, you'd say uh, probably like, oh, this is pretty, but you wouldn't understand why it's one of my favorite spots on Earth. But it's because I've gotten to know it. I've seen it change. I've seen such beauty there. I've seen such harshness. I've seen death. I've seen life. Um, it's a friend. It's it's like spending time with somebody, you know, and you guys have been through so much shit together that you have that, uh, I hate the word love. I just, I feel like we abuse that word, but you have that community with them, that knowing, that uh, that kinship. That's the way I feel about that little spot down there. And uh, I just love, you know, the whole the whole hobo life today. I'm eating it up. Um, putting my my clothes in this, this river tied to a, a leash. Um, some rivers kind of go slow and they don't wash clothes, but this, this river just pounded the shit out of them. So getting them real clean, washing the dishes with sand. Cause I forgot the little scrubby thing that, uh, Teresa likes to use. So just getting some sand and washing the dishes, washing my ass. Um, yeah, just enjoying the whole experience and having to improvise. I forgot a bag. So I love how uh, flexible this life is. You know, I just had to put on my jacket and tuck in my shirt and turn my whole upper body into a bag and stuff things all around me, carry things back. So here I am. It's after 12 o'clock. I'm enjoying my beer. I wait till uh, after 12 o'clock for my beer. And I used to joke and tell people that means I'm not an alcoholic, which I'm really not. I, I rarely ever drink more than two beers a day. Um, you know, I'd say, if well, if I'm not drinking before noon, it means I'm not an alcoholic. But I think what it really is, is uh, the ritual. It, it's, it's these little presents I leave for myself. Like, you know, in the morning, the ritual, the gift is like, oh, I look forward to coffee. At noon, I look forward to having that beer. It's a little gift for myself. It's the, the looking forward to it is as special as the beer. Um, it's just little little reasons to celebrate, little presents for yourself kind of hidden throughout your day. So, yeah, I guess I'm out of time. Damn, I had a lot to say today. It's just, uh, 
you know, the weather is such a reflection of our, our sense of self. You know, now that the sky is clear, my head feels clear, my thoughts feel clear, the sun feels optimistic, and I feel optimistic. Um, but they're actually calling for freezing precipitation, an ice storm coming tonight. So, oh joy! Um, so I'm going to go to my emergency place to park in uh, emergency weather, which is uh, on the outside parking lot of this motel, because we've used a we've rented a room there before, and they allow dogs in, and it's pretty cheap, but not so cheap. It's nasty, you know. It's a decent motel room. So I've got that as a plan B if shit just like I get boxed in, I can't move. Uh, the roads are too icy. I can uh, get a motel room, and it's also within businesses. So um, if I'm boxed in and don't want a motel room, I'm in a pretty easy walk of indoor bathrooms and food, stuff like that. So that's my little strategic spot for ugly weather when I'm in North Carolina. Uh, still missing Teresa. Really looking forward to her coming back and just feeling, ah, I feel like the sky. I feel sunny, spacious, and optimistic. So bye. It's Thursday at 3 p.m. Um, man, what a nasty, another cold, really rainy, just miserable day. Um, the frozen precipitation they were calling for didn't really turn into anything, just cold, cold, cold. Um, let's see. I went to a park this morning. They had the gate closed. They had closed the park temporarily, so I went to an alternate parking spot. It's really handy to get to know a town or an area. Um, I like traveling. I like seeing new things. But uh, one of the disadvantages of that definitely is having to learn everything new. Like you never, it takes time to learn the back alleys and the back doors and the plan B's and the plan C's. And, uh, you know, all the things that really help when you're doing some uh, kind of fringe shit like hobo stuff. And uh, I guess that's one of the reasons I always come back to Durham. Um you know, I've learned so many of the, the plan B's. So, you know, they close this park and it's a park that uh, typically has bathrooms. It's, uh, I mentioned them before this week, these bathrooms that are, uh, they used to have multiple stalls in them and you couldn't lock the door, but then they did this, uh, you know, unisex, like, you know, we don't want to offend anybody, you know, we don't want any, uh, women, uh, pretending to be men going in the wrong bathroom and oh, the humiliation. So, they gutted the bathrooms and turned it into a one-seater, which on one hand, I kind of hate. I think it's for sort of a, a stupid reason. I think it's a waste of space. On the other hand, as a hobo, I really like, because now I can lock this door and I've got this big room with just this little toilet sitting in the corner, you know, that's heated. Um, and that's in this park, but they closed the gate. But luckily, since I know my way around, I uh, knew another parking lot and Took Sherlock on a walk and brought him in the bathroom with me. Um, I used to actually be the caretaker at this park, so I know quite a bit about it. And uh, they usually leave those bathrooms unlocked, and they did this morning. So I went in there and washed up, um, did my little bird bath in the sink, used the bathroom, um, washed a couple dishes. And uh, that was nice, and our timing could not have been better. Um, we got back, and... You know, the only ice I really ran into was on this bridge we have to cross over the Eno River. And uh, it was all coated in ice. And I was kind of, I was thinking how nice it is, um, you know, treating everything like a teacher. Um, in Buddhism, they talk about the three refuges, the three treasures, like refuge. I feel like that kind of means if you lose your way, you know, like these are three things to keep in mind to take refuge in. And one of them is uh, the Dharma. 
which um, in kind of the, the smaller sense of the word is what the Buddha taught. In the bigger sense of the word, it's the teachings from the universe itself, because if the Buddha was teaching truth, he was teaching what the universe is teaching. He just kind of packaged it better. So to treat everything like a lesson, to look for the teachers, everything is a teacher. Um, and I, I've really found strength in that. Um, you know, you run into people that lie to you, that's a teacher. Sometimes the teaching is a test. Sometimes the teaching is a direct teaching. You know, it's a little pearl of wisdom. Sometimes the teaching is a hardship that's going to shape you and toughen you up. Um, but this morning, one of my teachers was the ice on that bridge. And, you know, Sherlock got on it, didn't really realize there was ice at first and kind of slid around for a second and then figured out what he was doing. And he was fine after that. And what I do is I just skate across it. I've got my regular shoes and just start sliding across it as if I'm ice skating. And I thought about what a beautiful lesson that is, that if I try to fight the ice and pretend like ice isn't on the bridge and force the way I would usually walk on that, I'm probably going to bust my ass. I'm going to have less control because it's not appropriate. But if I go with it, you know, if I just like, all right, this is an icy bridge, so I treat it like an icy bridge and skate across it, um, I rarely have a problem. So we come back to the van, still early morning, and just in time to get to the van, get Sherlock fed, get uh, you know, most of the stuff put up in the van. It starts pouring and lightning and thunder. Um, February thunderstorms are pretty rare, pretty special in North Carolina. It was dramatic. Um, drove us into the van and yeah, sat there and. I was feeling kind of bad, you know, with all this fucking COVID shit. I'm not immune to all the uh, the propaganda, the fear that's being pumped into us. Every time you get a sniffle, you know, you got to, I feel like we're kind of wired now to like, is it COVID? Have I got COVID? Oh shit, I've got a sore throat. Oh my God, is this COVID? Is this an upper respiratory infection? Um, I kind of laughed when I heard one of the symptoms was that things smell like shit. I'm like, how the fuck would a hobo know if he's got COVID? So I ended up going to a grocery store and uh, getting some rotisserie chicken and some mixed greens, which is something Teresa used to do. Um, and yeah, hit the spot. You know, I was thinking about all the fast food places I could go to, and none of them sounded good. And uh, just some greens, getting some some straight up protein and some straight up green leafy shit into my body it was really good. And uh, I almost got a motel room. Um, when Teresa left, I had to drive her and her brother to the airport. And while she was in the back, um, she scribbled in a notebook, you know, love you. Uh, here's some money in case, um, you know, you need a hotel room. And she put some money in her library card underneath little paper clips in this uh, notebook that we use. And I've got money to get a motel room, but uh, I guess it was uh, more of a gesture and it was really appreciated. So I was thinking, man, maybe this is the day for a motel not feeling good. I mean, the weather is just as nasty as it can be. Um, but I'd already washed up, you know, and I'm thinking, but maybe I should just hunker down in a park, you know, and I, I ended up coming to this park, um, actually where I did the episode y'all at. It's the one with the covered shelter that smells like homeless people's piss, but it's got plugs so I can plug in stuff and you know, when it gets too cold in the van, I just crank it up. And I'm not going to lie, it is not a fun day for being in a van. But uh, I feel like I made the right decision. 
getting through it. I just watched a couple episodes of The Americans, and it's about all I can watch for the computer's dead, but then I can just go and plug it up, and uh, the laptop charges pretty quick, and just wait for that to charge up, and, you know, I can watch a couple more tonight. And, uh, yeah, does it feel like kind of a pointless existence just to survive on a day like this? You bet your ass it does. But I can't remember that I was doing much more productive when I had a house. Um, there were more distractions, so I think I was kind of more protected from that feeling. Um, sure it'd be nice to be soaking in a fucking hot bath right now. So that'd be pretty sweet. But, you know, when you boil it down, it's, isn't it just all distractions? Um, so yeah, just (laughs) surviving, surviving. That's all I'm doing today. I'm surviving. Um, so fucking sick of politics. So fucking sick of just all this, all this intellectual shit. Um, Jeff Gibbs, who did the documentary Planet of the Humans, which I still recommend and highly and really like, um, I friended him on Facebook and, uh, the guy's kind of a pompous asshole. Um, again, that's just my opinion. Check them out for yourself. You, you form your own conclusions. But, God, he's just, other than that one documentary, he is so buckled into the left. Um, and <laughs> I have the distinguished honor that uh, I always uh, debate with him. He'll post some shit about, like, how awful people are that aren't believing in the COVID uh pandemic in the way, you know, like wearing their mask all the time and how awful Trump supporters are. They're all fucking pig-headed racists. And I just can't stand that shit. You know, it's just so fucking blind. It's like, are you actually getting out and talking to people? Not every Trump supporter is a pig-headed racist. Not every point that gets brought up against COVID is stupid. And to say that, and then to set yourself up like you're some kind of leader in the fucking community, that really pisses me off. And I go after those people. Um, and he's actually uh, made a whole post about me without naming me, talking about people who troll him. And uh, that morning that he posted that, I was the only person that had trolled him. So I kind of, uh, I don't know, that feels like a feather in my cap. I like going after the the big guys that are getting pretty full of themselves. Um, no chance of that happening to me. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm sitting at a park now. And uh, one of the good things... You know, other than now it's getting later in the day, the the idea of a motel room is passed. You know, I'm not going to get a motel room unless I can get the full extent of the time. Um, and I feel pretty good about that decision. I feel like, all right, I'm making it, you know, I'm reading, listening to podcasts. I think I made the right decision. But there are starlings and grackles everywhere around me. I am in a sea of grackles and starlings, uh, a mixed flock of blackbirds, I think the ornithologists call this. And wow, just looking at this like one grackle next to me right now, the iridescent blue on his head and how beautiful they are all are, just picking through the grass and, um, you know, an ornithologist would, would kind of tell you about the exotic invasives, the starlings are actually a bad thing, but I don't know. All I, all I see right now is the beauty. Oh, and there's a couple American robins mixed in with that, that big group of feeding birds and I just feel really thankful for that. They're all under this big, healthy, bushy-looking hemlock. Um, And yeah, not much else going on today. Um, You know, just turning on my uh, hotspot and 
checking messages now and then, and every now and then somebody will write something. I'll write a comment back and then turn off the hotspot again. And um, Man, it's just this world we've made, this uh, whole structure we're in. It's It's so... It just so doesn't work. It doesn't serve us. Um, you know, again, I'm reading this uh, Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan, and he's talking about tribalism, and I'm thinking how much better it would be if we all lived in a tribe. Like right now, we'd have a shelter built. Even if you didn't know how to build a good shelter, your neighbors would have helped you out, and you'd all be in it together. Um, to go visit neighbors that felt like family would just be a short walk away. If you're lonely, why would anybody be lonely? I mean, the only time you're lonely is when you choose to... Uh, Go seek solitude for a reason. Just the layers of things that I don't feel like are natural to us. Um, I feel the weight of that sometimes. And today I feel the weight of that. It buries us. Um, it's None of this is the way we're supposed to live. I'm not supposed to be seeing concrete in front of me. I'm not supposed to be seeing ground covered with concrete. We're not supposed to need any of this shit. We're not supposed to be so helpless, and we're supposed to have each other. And uh, since this pandemic, it's just gotten so much worse. And, you know, a lot of people are saying we're not going to go back to normal, and I agree. There was no normal. I mean, normal wasn't normal. And now that it's gotten worse, like we're talking about that fuckery as if that was normal, because compared to that, it feels normal because this is absolutely fucking awful. And uh, I'm just ready to see it burn. So those are my thoughts today. All right, it is Friday at 5 p.m. And uh, I'm actually in the middle of a walk with Sherlock. Another cold day. Started off rainy. Um, stopped raining, but still mostly cloudy. And consistently cold. More, more, more cold. So this morning we got up. Took a walk. It's a pretty nice walk. Took a walk uh, around this block in the in downtown that we often take a walk at. Um, <clears throat> you know, got done with that. Went to Home Depot to use the bathroom. Very exciting. Um, and then I went to Bean Traders. I was gonna pick up a cup of coffee from there. That's a uh, Bean Traders I used to go to, but now because of uh, the pandemic and COVID and all that great stuff. Um, it's kind of crazy there. Like you're supposed to order online. I couldn't figure out how to do it. And, you know, they bring it out to your car and et cetera, et cetera. So I just walked in with my mask on and, uh, asked if there was any way to get a coffee just like up front because I couldn't figure out how to do it online. So the guy gave me an on the house coffee, which is really cool. It was a free coffee and it was delicious. He flavored that thing up right. Um, so once again, apparently looking homeless worked out for me. Um, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm very grateful for that. Oh, and by the way, when I went in Home Depot, kind of a weird thing about that is I forgot my mask. I just got done walking Sherlock, didn't wear my mask. I'm thinking I'm going to run and use the bathroom. Get all the way back towards the bathroom. People are kind of giving me dirty looks. And then I realize why. Like, oh, shit. Naked face. So, uh... Yeah, it was too late then, so I just kind of, like, went in there and um, used the bathroom and then kind of put my shirt up over my nose to, you know, not, since I didn't have a mask, to kind of, like, make people feel better. And, um, 
yeah, it was just so odd, like, having that, that experience of, like, you know, just feeling, like, very, um, kind of a pariah for not having a mask. But that's the world we live in now. And... I just lost, apparently, Sherlock's second leash of the week. It's just been so chaotic with this weather. <sighs> that, uh, yeah, it's down to one leash, and it's this, like, little ratty-ass leash I made out of uh, a clothesline. Um, hopefully I find that second leash. I know I'm not going to find the first one that I left at the rest stop, but, man, that's what these cold, rainy days are like. It's, uh, like I said before, it's sort of like backpacking, where you just sort of hunker down and survive it and everything gets really stinky and messed up and chaotic and you just wait for a pretty day where you can sort of like get everything out and air it out and uh piece together your life again um that's what this week has been like what a rough week probably the roughest week i've spent in the van um message back and forth with Teresa this morning which is really satisfying and good good to connect with her um Jesus, what else? It's been such a kind of a non-day. Um, yeah. Uh, co- trying to contact friends. Um, talking to a few different people. Some of them I haven't talked to in a long time. And I, like I said, I sent out my uh, request to do interviews earlier this week. And uh, several people answered me. And even though most... Hell... Well, no, one person said they, they'd be interested in doing an interview. Most declined. Um, I was really impressed, kind of surprised at how many people are not doing well right now. Not that they have COVID, you know. It's kind of like Trump said, you know, I don't want the cure to be worse than the, uh, the problem. And I think that is indeed the state we find ourselves in. People are, like, losing their shit. People are depressed. People are just feeling like they... Uh, their minds are not in this, um, and yeah, all this over a, a virus with a, what is it, they're saying 98% survival rate, I mean, to bring this many people down, and Jesus, don't get me started about what we're doing to our kids, um, with this desocialization, which is already happening with the fucking technology all these parents keep putting in the kids' hands like a kid needs a goddamn smartphone. We wouldn't want them to feel inferior to their school chums, would we? Um, I mean, just the fucking stupid marketing that people are deep-throating disgusts me. It's 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 so obviously bad for us, worse for our kids, and, and just doing damage to them. They don't need this shit. Um, I hate to see this stuff happening. And, uh, yeah, these measures, you know, all these people that are down and out. Nobody told me they had COVID. It's just, it's getting to them. They can't reach out. They can't hang out with their friends. There's no fucking meetup hikes. There's no this. There's no that. I, I, <laughs> I don't understand how we as a, a people, well, I kind of understand how we get manipulated, but it's a damn shame that we don't see it for what it is and stand up. Um... So there's my little rant about COVID today. It's been a lot on my mind. Um, gosh, I had a a woman. We've got this uh, Facebook page, Bull City Swaps. That it's pretty cool. You can ask for something if somebody's got it and they're just laying around their house. I'll be like, yeah, come pick it up. But of course, nowadays it's not so much a come pick it up thing because uh, you know we're trying to uh, stay away from each other. So often there's sort of like a 
a drop-off pickup thing that feels sort of like a spy exchange. Kind of cool. So this woman had a collar that she thought would fit Sherlock, and it indeed does. I'm looking at him right now. Like I said, we're on a walk right now. It's a red collar. And uh, she's stacking a little bag in a tree behind some dumpsters, and I picked it up a few hours later. So score, unfortunately. Like I said, I can't find his leash. Um, and, yeah, I don't feel like I've really got a lot to say today. Uh, I'm just, you know, going to settle down, do my usual thing. Tomorrow, they're calling for a full day of sunshine, so that's going to be really nice. I'm going to try to find some place to air out all my stuff, which desperately needs it. Wash some clothes in a river, let that dry out. Kind of catch up. Um, When it's mostly rainy weather, I feel like I'm always playing catch up. I have to take advantage of these sunny days and really, like, catch up with stuff that had to just take a back burner during the rainy day. Um, When there's a lot of sunny days, it's not so much catch up. It's just kind of part of your routine. You just hang up whatever clothes you wash and go about your day and, you know, not a big thing. Um, but yeah, my God, the rain, the rain, the rain. Um, and I'm starting to finish up, uh, Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan. And it's really interesting, the shit he's talking about. He's talking about why women are so vocal during sex. And, uh, let me call Sherlock back. Come on, boy. Are so vocal during sex, you know, because evolutionarily, um, that would be a bad thing. You attract people at a time when you're kind of vulnerable and weak. Um, Predators, you know, like you don't want things to know you're having sex. So why would that evolve? And it's sort of interesting, you know, just the idea of like questioning monogamy, like that a woman... um, would have multiple partners. She's at kind of advertising to other men. And yeah, just really interesting stuff. I can't recommend that book enough. I know I've been talking about it almost every uh, entry here, but it's been a major part of my week. So I think that's about all I got today. I'm, uh, yeah, just kind of coming up short today. So let's make this a short entry. And uh, tomorrow's my last one. And this is a, a week in the life of Gumby the Hobo. So uh, I don't know what the fuck that was. Maybe Jamaican. You decide. So I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Saturday, uh, 7 p.m., or pretty close to it. Um, it's dark now. I see the last little bit of, uh, I don't even know what that color is, maybe a light burnt orange where the sun has disappeared behind the trees. I'm on a place that... Uh, we, we park pretty often. That's a pretty nice place. It's uh, We call it the dark road. It's behind these businesses. And uh, one of the things we've learned that uh, is a good sign of a safe place to park that you, do, you generally don't get messed with is where the truckers park. So there's all these truckers uh, lined up here, and we just kind of tuck ourselves in because often the truckers will uh, park their personal vehicles, you know, and catch a ride home with their wife or whatever for the weekend um, so it doesn't look unusual. And yeah, boy, wow, what a week. This is my last entry. Um, <laughs> just picking a random week, and this is like one of the hardest, lamest fucking weeks I've ever experienced in the van. Um, so glad it's documented. Oh, Jesus. Um, but I have hope. The forecast looks like it's going to be warmer next week with less rain, so... Yeah, man. Come on, spring. 
And wouldn't it be nice to have some little nice wrap-up, you know? Um, and I don't think I got it today. I uh, Well, last night I parked um, behind a motel that is another place we found is pretty decent, you know, pretty private, back lot of a motel. Um, got up, went to Bojangles, and uh, yeah, man, just... It is not sustainable. What what I'm doing right now is not sustainable. There's no money coming in, or barely any, and uh, so much money coming out with the cold and the rain and looking for comforts and making excuses for it. And, uh, yeah, I'm like a leaking balloon. Like, I can hear that air escaping right now. Um, and that, yeah. Um, Got to make a fart joke there, and I, I lost the thread of it. Um, but... Yeah, went to Bojangles this morning, so one pretty cool thing was uh, um, they messed up my order, and, well, first of all, they gave me, like, two-thirds of a cup of coffee, and so I was like, can I get this topped off? And she's like, I can't take it back. And I'm like, all right, so she has to bring me another thing of coffee, and then I look in my bag, and, like, I ordered bow rounds, and uh, they gave me fries, so then she has to give me another bag, so I got all this extra food. Um, that was kind of a score. And uh, the sun came out, and that was wonderful. And uh turns out, you know, all this extra coffee that seemed like such a blessing, I shouldn't have drank it because it started, like, uh, feeling kind of bad, and then it gave me diarrhea. So I had to rush to the bathroom, like, three times in a row. Um, and been feeling generally kind of lousy lately. I think I got a little touch of something. My body's fighting off uh, some sickness. I guess we're calling every sickness COVID now, so I guess it's the COVID. Um but yeah, a little sore throat, a little just kind of feeling rough, um, <clears throat> clearing my throat a lot, diarrhea this morning, TMI, right? Um, but yeah, it's weeks like this that make me question what I'm doing. It's it's like, man, this is hard. It's uh, I just feel so deflated, and I have to really remind myself that this is where the practice comes in. This is the practice. This is where I have to like find my real strengths because I'm 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 tested. This is when I have to remind myself that I had funks, I had feelings of pointlessness, I had depression um, at all like times of my life. Whether I have a job, whether I have a house, um, whether I have a girlfriend, whether I don't have a girlfriend, you know, it's so easy to blame what's going on right now and to forget the bigger picture. And part of my practice is remembering that that. What's going on inside is inside. I can make different choices. Um, so yeah, I drove out to the country, visited my mom again. Careful not to go down that path. Still muddy, like every damn thing right now. Uh, my mom came out and built a little fire, and she visited with me for a while. She made some chili and gave me a little to-go bag. Got that in the back of the van for tomorrow, maybe. Um don't have much work that I do being a hobo, but tomorrow is the one day of the month that I can count on. I've got work, um, third Sunday, and I'm going out to a nearby town, and there's 10 people signed up for it, and I'm going to teach them how to make grass mats with broom sedge, a really simple uh, thing just to do outside, and hopefully it'll be another sunny day, and, you know, I get paid a nice tidy 150 bucks um, for those two hours worth of work, and it's really hardly work. It's kind of hanging out, um, so that's a really sweet gig. 
And also, they tell everybody that attends the class to bring gifts for me. And they ask me, like, what kind of gifts do you want? And I said, pretty much anything alcoholic, uh, weed, uh, coffee, cheese. Um, so I get pretty neat gifts. I even asked for underwear one time, and uh, somebody actually bought me some underwear. So, you know, I think that kind of established myself as like, oh, he's a real hobo. Uh, who else would ask for underwear? Um, but yeah, it. I was chatting with Teresa earlier. Um, she's still out in Utah. And she was kind of reminded me of the magic of this. And talking to my mom also, we kind of got on this conversation of like, what I'm doing out here. And it's, part of it is going through the dark times, the hard times, these weeks like this, you know, like when the, the cold gets into my bones, the depression sinks into, into me, it just permeates me. The, you know, I'm not sheltered from it. I'm not inside. I mean, the van is, is somewhat of a shelter, um, but it's not like a house. Because I know around the corner, um, there's going to be those days that are so nice. And because I've opened myself to the dark days, the light's going to come in too. It's going to hit me in a way that people that have been in their house and haven't felt the darkness aren't going to, aren't going to know. Um, and one of the examples I was thinking about earlier was how we've often made a fire, like we'll get in the van and make a fire and I'll throw on some big wood for the night to have coals the next morning. And um, many years ago, I realized at the beginning of the day when the sun first comes up, there's this breeze that blows. It's a really special breeze. It, it feels so unique. First thing in the morning, it's like the first breath of a newborn day. Um, it is magical. And that breath comes in, and it'll stoke our fire for us. Uh, so many times we've seen the fire just suddenly in the morning by itself burst into flame right when we're getting up and we want the heat. We're going to make coffee. And it just gives me a little window into, I bet there's so many things that when you tune into them, living outside, become more and more effortless. Just finding the things that are already happening and going with that flow. Um, I'm looking forward to a year as the spring comes of, uh, I feel like I try to path kind of more of the, uh, the resistance, the kind of revolutionary path, getting angry at the externals, uh, doing a lot of talking about tearing stuff down. And, uh, yeah, I've just been watching all these things happen and I'm, I'm so, uh, disenchanted with it. I want to spend this year working on myself. I know I can get pretty far working on myself. And I feel like that's where my power is at. And I need to take some of my power back. Um, so yeah, I, I really want to push myself this year and get out there and use that spring fever and explore and live and, uh, inhabit my body and, um, God, reacquaint myself with all these, these spirits in nature and just, yeah, it feels like, it feels like a good thing's coming. Um, yeah, and I guess that winds us up um, for this episode. This is the season finale, uh, Gumby's lamest fucking week ever. Uh, woo So um, we're going to take a at least a five-week break. Um, we feel like we want to take a little break and kind of reevaluate what we're doing, kind of recalibrate. So uh, you won't hear from us for another five weeks, although we are going to send out some uh, little shots, which we did between seasons before this season, season seven. And uh, I really enjoy that. That's where we kind of 
take turns. You know, Teresa will pick out ones for Monday. I'll pick out ones for Friday, about two a week, and uh, just pick out little excerpts from our podcasts that we uh, are our favorites. You know, just little things that we think kind of stand alone pretty well. Um, looking forward to that. I always have fun with that. Sometimes the uh, doing an episode can be a little bit of work, a little bit of research, but uh, picking out a shot is pretty easy. It's just kind of pure fun. Um, so, yeah. So if you have any questions or comments or uh, want to contact us, uh, we always like getting feedback. And you people are listening. I see the numbers. I see how many people listen to our episodes. And you people are not giving reviews. Yeah, I'm calling you out. I'm looking right at you. I know you. Not giving reviews. All you have to do is click a star. If you like what we're doing, five stars. Awesome. It helps us out. It helps us get out there more, get heard. Write a nice little review. We like it. Um, we got a lot more people listening to us than are giving us any feedback. And uh, I'm just going to say it. I think that's pretty lousy. How much does it cost you to get feedback? But anyway, all right, there's my rant. I hope I made you feel really bad. Um, you can contact us if you can give a financial donation. That is always appreciated. We have a big yellow donate button on our uh, website, which is found at www.escapingsociety.weebly, B as in Babadook, 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 Duck, Duck. If you haven't seen that movie, it is so fucking scary. I love it. Dot com. <clears throat> we have a Facebook page, Escaping Society. Um, cranking out those white hot memes, only found at Escaping Society. Um, we have a YouTube channel that is all kind of how-to stuff. So even if you don't agree with our philosophy, if you uh, get tired of hearing our voices, uh, you still might like the YouTube channel. It's got a lot of neat stuff, and we're, we try to add to it, particularly between seasons when we're not doing podcasts. Um, and I think that about covers it. And for our listener write-in, I actually have an audio recording um, instead of a write-in, so it's a listener um, audio-in? I don't know. I'm going to have to make up a new word for that. But it is from Teresa in Cedar City, Utah. And uh, she wrote a really beautiful message she wanted me to read. And uh, when I read that, I was like, I want you to try to read that and record it in your own voice, because I think you're going to convey it so much better than me trying to read it. And she did, and uh, I think it's really beautiful. And looking forward to you coming home, Teresa. And uh, we love you, and even this tiny little minivan feels a little too big without you. So, uh, yeah, see you soon, Teresa, hopefully, and see the rest of you in uh, maybe about five weeks. So take care of yourself, and uh, get outside, and... God damn it, rebel against something. Man, they are, they are bringing down the curtain, so stand up and raise some hell. Bye. Hey, Gumby, it's Teresa. I really enjoyed listening to the Y'all episode, especially since we're apart right now. Hearing your voice was so very special to me. A couple of points stood out, so I wrote some stuff down as I listened. First, the quote from the Buddha. Your problem is... You think you have time. Obviously, with my dad's sudden passing, this rings even more true than it would have before. My dad was such a great guy. He worked his ass off his whole life to make sure that his family was taken care of. When he finally retired two years ago, I was there at his retirement party. It was so freaking sad. 
his 30 years of service to this one company, and they couldn't even be bothered with paying for a cake or anything. Luckily, he had touched so many people's lives that they threw a party for him anyway, on their own terms. When he and my mom moved out to the southwestern United States, they were all set to begin their fun years at last. Despite a few health setbacks, my dad had just endured hip and knee replacement surgeries and the added challenges of the pandemic. Both my parents were determined to enjoy their lives to the fullest. My dad even took up rappelling into wild canyons at the tender age of 53. On his last day on earth, he woke up at 4.45 a.m., excited and just as giddy as a little kid at Christmas, to start his day of hiking and rappelling with his best friend, John. Little did any of us know that this would be his last journey in his earthly body. He unfortunately met with an accident, which involved a fall of about 20 feet, And somehow a boulder landed on him and, well, he just couldn't be fixed. I went to the place where my dad passed on. It's called Portal Canyon. Portal. What a great name. And as I was there, I looked around and I just broke out into this screaming, tearful cry of unbridled mourning. But then the sun came out, and the mountain goats frolicked with their kids. The river glistened in the gorge down below. The steep walls of the gorge glowed red. It was a beautiful place to be. I say all of this because I really understand now that life is not guaranteed, nor is it something to be protected, nor squandered on the mundane minutiae of life. As one person wrote in remembrance of my father, my hero, live like Mike. Mike was his name. Anyway, I also liked what you said about Jesus. And if he were alive today, how would people perceive him? And I agree with you. I think he would be buried. I think he would be Epsteined, called a conspiracy theorist, discredited as a crackpot or crackhead or whatever else the powers that be do to people who don't fall in line with their narrative. So glad some of Jesus' teachings survived, albeit bastardized by organized religion. I feel so fortunate that we, but especially Gumby, challenge our listeners and ourselves to think about and question controversial content. It's even more beneficial to check in with what's truly important and not just let the media stuff your head box with issues. And that leads me to what I guess is my final point, which has to do with being offended. I agree with what Gumby said and what the Black Panthers were trying to do. Yes, if you see someone who right in front of you is needing some help, of course you help them. But if you don't see someone immediately in front of you needing help, what business is it of yours to infer what help they may or may not need? I used to get really pissed when people would try and help me, a lady down the stairs, like holding out their hand to steady me. I mean, damn, I've got a big head, but I mean, I can walk, usually. (laughs) But I think that was more of a mark of immaturity on my part than a social faux pas on theirs. 
There are so many infinite things to be offended over. And yet in the big picture, what the hell does it even matter? I think the bigger life lesson is to look within yourself. Stop trying to control everyone else. It doesn't work anyway. Use this life as a place to learn, to grow, to feel, and to experience. My dad was a great example of that. And I hope I can honor his memory and his spirit by living this life to the max. Okay, enough for now. Love you, Gumby and Sherlock. Oh, society sucks and we don't need it. It's killing your kids, so why do you feed it? They'll tell you to stay, but you don't need to heed it. You can give them the finger. There's no time to linger. So, thank you for listening to our song. It's not very good and it went kind of long. Don't care if you like it, cause we'll be gone. Over that next horizon. We ain't got no address.